traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, fellow equestrians. This is Scott Miller, founder of the International Equine Network, bringing to you today a lot of live video uh, on our website at IENTV.org. Uh, we got America's Days at, at the races uh, going on there today. We got the Longines FEI Jumping World Cup 2021-22 uh, Western. Um, it's the um, uh, European League. That'll be tomorrow on our network. Uh, that'll be live. It comes early in the morning, so get up early and go to it and take a look at it and see what we've got on going on there. Um, other things that we've got on there, we've got uh, the last call. Uh, we've got the uh, Tattersall sales uh, live from Europe, uh, the yearling sale. Uh, we have the All-American uh, Quarter Horse Congress uh, live today uh, on our network. If you go to it now, you can watch it live. Um, we have uh, a lot of good things uh, coming up here uh, on our program. Uh, we've got um, uh, a lot a lot of just live things on, on the website Uh just go to it and take a look at it. We got talking horses um, from Naira in New York about uh, the race car at uh, Belmont today. Um, we got Keeneland Live. Um, that's really a good program. Uh, the Keeneland uh, Live show is really good. Um, you, you'll be interested in it. It's got the good old uh, Kentucky uh, um, uh, life. Uh, it, it's a great, great program to go see. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is we've got a lot of good sales coming up, and a lot of these uh, horses that are um, going to be in the sales will be uh, 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 derby winners. That's the only way I can say it. Literally out of the Saratoga Fall sale, we have derby winners coming out, uh, derby contenders and derby winners uh, coming out. Um, that, that's a great sale to go to. Uh, if you're in the Saratoga area, um, upstate New York, uh, you can go out and you can go to the sales and, and watch them for free. And it's a good entertainment. It's a good way to spend an afternoon. It's going up to uh, Saratoga uh, to see the um, fall sale. Um, that's on Monday, uh, October 18th uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, that's in uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, you can't miss it. It's right next to the racetrack. Then the, the next thing that we're looking at uh, as far as sales go and everything, we're looking at what they call the Black Book. Um, it's the 83rd Annual Auction of Standard Bread Horses uh, uh, in November 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And um, the reason why they've got so many days there is they've got 1,551 horses to sell um, on those days. It's at the Pennsylvania State uh, Farm Show Complex. 2300 North Cameron Street, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, that, that's a great sale to go out to look to watch, and, and it makes a good uh, family type thing, uh, you know, to go out and watch these horses uh, go through the sale ring. Uh, you can always try to pick what they're going to sell for. Uh, it's a great day, and who knows, you might even buy a buy a horse there. Um, that's a great, great day at Saratoga. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is uh, Big D's uh, fall sale. 
they are an equestrian uh, tax shop. Uh, they ship all over the world. Uh, they have a lot of good things in, in, in their sales catalogs. Go to their, uh, you can go to their website at www.bigweb.com. Uh, they got literally any and everything that you have in there. And uh, even if you're not, uh, you know, a horseman or active in the horse industry, uh, they got great clothing uh, there uh, for uh, people uh, to wear. Uh, boots, they got uh, everything, uh, shirts, blouses, pants, uh, shoes, uh, you name it, they got everything. And they got a lot of stuff for the uh, uh, your animals, too, dogs and cats and things like that. So, uh, you know, that's what we're looking at there at Big D's. Um, just go to www. Um, let's see here. What was that? www.bigweb.com. Uh, that's um, uh, big uh, big D. Uh, one of the things we're going to get into now is going to be mostly thoroughbred. So, if all you standard bred people and show horse people uh, want to tune out, I'll understand. But I hope you stay tuned in because we got a lot of things going, you know, here today. Uh, on, on uh, BBS radio. Um, the North American 2021 fall, fall crop declined by 3.3%. Um, this is kind of a good thing uh, in retrospect. Um, what I like about it is is the fact that um, we know that three years from now when the derby rolls around, um, we'll know that there will be less horses trying to get to the Derby. And uh, that, that's what, um, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, as far as the, the breeding aspect of it goes. Um, a lot of owners have got out because of the uh, pandemic uh, crisis that we had. A lot of owners got out of it uh, because um, uh, of, uh, you know, financial reasons or they're getting older and wanting to relax and, and retire and rest. Uh, so, you know, that, that, there's a lot of things that contribute to that small foal crop. Um, what we're looking at now is in um, 2021 in Kentucky, we had 11,535 foals born. Um, that was a decrease of 2.79%. Um, California came in second, and uh, they had 1,253 foals born in California. Um, for a minus 9.9%. Um, this is uh, for 2021. Uh, Florida ended up with 1,002 foals, a decline of 13.3%. Uh, New York, uh, they had 649 foals, um, a decline of 0.05. Um, Louisiana had 631, 2%, uh, 2.5% uh, decline. Um, Maryland had uh, 524 foals, 3.69 uh, decline. Pennsylvania had 449, uh, minus 1.29 um, decline. Uh, Ontario, Canada um, had uh, 359 horses. That was a 2.6 uh, uh, decline that they had there. Uh, New Mexico, 326, 4.2 decline. Uh, in Oklahoma, 271 uh, for 2.0 or for 20.8 decline. Uh, they had a lot. Uh, they about cut their uh, whole crop in Oklahoma in half and everything. Um, 
Then we go over to the different countries uh, that we had. Uh, Saudi Arabia had 66 live foes, Japan 54, Ireland 47, South Korea 30, France 16, Great Britain 16, Philippines 3, Panama 2, Australia 1, Italy 1, Jamaica 1, Mexico 1. So it just goes to show you that um, internationally, uh, you know, it's holding pretty even with what they're doing uh, as far as the breeding aspect of it concerned. Um, and another thing that, that um, I want to talk about is how the full crop uh, affects the, you know, the racing industry. The money's getting better in the racing industry. Um, a lot of different programs are coming along. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, how we fare as far as uh, uh, the number of horses in races this year. Um, here recently, we've been getting down to, you know, six and seven horse fields uh, in the big stake races. And, and overall, in general, you know, we're looking at eight or nine, you know, races uh, that these uh, trainers are, are entering. Um, and one, one of the reasons is, is that um, uh, the money earned uh, by horses can be very lucrative um, if you plan out your schedule right. And I think that's where we're coming along in the business is these trainers are getting a little more uh, savvy at what they're doing um, as far as where they're going and how they're going to race their horses. Um, you know, it's been a long time since it's gotten back to the, you know, to the six-horse fields. Um, Back in the early 80s, uh, when I was pretty active in the, in the business, um, it, it was, you know, five and six horse fields everywhere uh, that you went. Um, you know, it was stake races. You planned for it. You knew who was going where and what they were doing. And, and nowadays, um, you know, trainers kind of keep that on the, on the quiet side. Um, they kind of keep everything close to to uh, you know their their chest and, and they don't like to let people know where they're going because that affects the entries in the race. Um, most trainers try to pick uh, a track or, or a race that has a fairly light field and uh, you know uh, like some people like to race in New Orleans at the fairgrounds. Some like to race in Hot Springs at uh, Oakland and. Um, yeah, you got to be careful where you go because you don't want to go to a track that's going to load up with a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, tough horses. Um, it's it's a, it's a chess match for sure in here. But um, uh, what we're going to talk about uh, is the trainer rankings for 2021 American Canadian graded stake race in grade one. Um, Todd Pletcher leads the uh, group with a total of 29 horses. Um, he had 83, uh, uh, ran in 83 uh, grade one stakes races, had six ones for 7.23% in there. Uh, and then comes Brad Cox. He had uh, uh, 392 horses that started, the same as Tom Fletcher did. Then he had 28 wins, but he had a 10.84% um, uh, winning streak. Uh, then we get down to Chad Brown. Chad Brown had 27 uh, wins uh, this year so far, and he had 83 uh, graded stakes that he ran in, and he had eight wins um, out of it. Uh, so you can see the difference between uh, Chad Brown and, and 
uh, Todd Fletcher. Um, they, they both ran 392 horses. Todd had 29 wins. Uh, Chad had 27, but he was a little bit higher at 9.64 um, uh, percentage of his wins to 7.23 of Todd Fletcher. Uh, Bob Baffert also had 20, uh, 392 uh, races. Um, he had uh, 26 wins, and he had a 9.64% uh, in, in, in the money. Uh, so, you know, it's good. Uh, Steve Ashmeason, he had uh, 392 uh, wins, or uh, races, uh, 20 wins. Mark Cassie, I had 392, 15 wins. William Mott, 392, 15 wins. Uh, Phil DiMonte, I uh, had 392 with 12 wins. Um, Michael Maker had 392 with 12 wins. And Richard Mandela had 392 wins. So this, the, the uh, just the races that they're running. Um, sorry about that. It was uh, Richard Mandela had 10 wins out of 392 races. But uh, just to show you uh, how competitive they are, uh, they're all on the same uh, game plan, um, running on an average of 392 races so far. Um, that's January through October 10th. Um, so you, you can see how uh, things are going with these trainers. They're planning uh, where they run and how they run uh, and when they run. And it's a difficult um, uh, deal, you know, for them. Um, we're looking to hear from January 1st to December 31st of 2011. Um, uh, the American-Canadian uh, Grade 1 stakes races. Uh, it, it's really interesting to see. Um, back in the day, uh, they all had 486 uh, runs. Uh, Todd Fletcher had 43 wins for 8.5% total in the money. Uh, grade once he ran 116. He had five wins, 4.13. Uh, so it just goes to show you that these guys are really planning out their um, races from from way back in the day. Uh, you know, from 2011 to now, uh, they were running a lot more horses um, than uh, they normally run. And um, uh, you know, you can see how, how much it has declined, and that that's going to be the the ongoing thing for the next year is you're going to see small fields. You're going to see um, uh, horses traveling quite a bit and, and placing uh, and hopefully in graded stakes race. Um, it's what, what they're hoping to do with all these. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about the road to the Kentucky Derby. It's called a thing uh, that we have here at IEN. We're doing a, uh, a documentary on how they get there, the 2022 Kentucky Derby. And um, we're starting to look at some uh, uh, good races coming up uh, for the um, how they get there and, and for the trainers that are coming up. Uh, right now, um, we have uh, the top 10 rankings uh, for the 2021 Kentucky Derby. Um, we have uh, Jack Christopher. Um, he's got 10 points. He has $275,000 in earnings, and he's trained by Trad Chad Brown. Um, uh, it's a cool more stud on uh, horse with Peter Brandt. Um, so the breeding's there and the schooling's there. Then number two, we have uh, Major General uh, with 10 points also. He's got 
$777,000 in earnings. Um, he's owned by Winstar and Sienna Farms, and he's trained by Todd Fletcher. And that's one of the horses that we highlighted here uh, last week. He ran second uh, back on the 9th of uh, October um, at Keeneland in the uh, Claiborne Breeders Futurity. Uh, but he ran a good race. He was running at the end. Then we have um, Papa Cap. Um, he's number three on our list. He's 198000 in earnings, trained by Mark Cassie, owned by Russell Wood Farm. Um, nice horse. Uh, uh, spent a little time in Canada and um, see what he's going to do when he when he comes out. And then um, we had command performance. Um, he's got four points. Uh, he's earned a hundred thousand dollars, and he's trained by Chad uh, by Todd Fletcher. Uh, he, he's a nice horse. He's owned by Repo Stable, so they're always uh, you know running at him uh, with him. He's four on our list. Then number five on our list is Tough to Tame. Um, on dollars. Uh, um, number four on our list. He's trained by Christopher Davis. And uh, he uh, he's owned by Ridiculous Gasman Stables. Um, he's a nice horse, but uh, I think he, he he might be uh, in some tough territory uh, coming up, and we'll just see how he goes and where he goes. Then we have another horse, um, number six, trained by Todd Fletcher again. Uh, this horse uh, is earned two hundred two thousand five hundred dollars. Um, he's owned by the Repo Stable, as is uh, Command Performance, and he's trained by Todd Fletcher. And um, I've seen this horse run, and I see these three horses for Todd um, every day over at uh, Palm Beach Down to our training center there. And um, these horses, uh, they all look like they have the potential to uh, get into the Derby. Uh, they all have the potential to win the Derby. Um, I go back to always dreaming of winning the Kentucky Derby. Uh, for Todd, and, and I think that these three are along that line. They're training very well, and, uh, you know, they're going to be um, uh, a force to reckon with. Um, then we have uh, Ovid uh, Class. He's earned uh, $336,000. He's trained by Kent DeSormo, uh, Artis DeSormo, and um, he's really a, a good trainer, and he's owned by James E. Dow. And uh, I think this horse is nice, but I think he might be a little outclassed uh, so far. Um, you know, nothing's taken against him, but I just think he's got a long way to go before he gets, you know, to the Derby. And then uh, we had Rev Knobs, which is number eight. He's got two points, um, 28875 He's uh, trained by Dale Roman, uh, Dale Romans and, uh, and uh, owned by Jim Bakey and Jim uh, Leibuster. Uh, sorry about that name, but um, it's a tough one there. Uh, you know. um, and so now we're down to number nine, um, which is Mr. Prankster. Um, he's earning $30,000 as one point, and he's also trained by Todd Fletcher. And so uh, we're looking at number 10. He's Bourbon Heist, uh, trained by Ian Wilkes. He's got $14,438 earned by Bourbon Lane Stable. Now, you know, going through those top ten there, um, it's going to be interesting to see how these horses fare down the road. And we're keeping an eye on them each week, and we'll have a report 
on uh, Todd Fletcher's four horses because we have uh, we are doing how they get there, and he's the trainer that we focused on for this documentary. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how these horses, um, you know, pan out for them. Um, you know, I know I'm giving you a lot of statistics here, but um, we're we're getting ready to uh, come up to some uh, some good races here. Um, we'll recap the Breeders' Cup Futurity here in a few minutes. But um, uh, it really gets down to uh, uh, the nitty-gritty uh, to get get these horses into, into Kentucky for the Derby. Um, we have the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. It's a mile on the 16th. It's a $2 million purse at Delmar on November 6th. Uh, you'll see a lot of Todd Fletcher's horses out there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see you know, who goes to, to the um, Breeders' Cup because historically with the Breeders' Cup, the two-year-old champion has not fared that well in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, some of them have, but most of them don't. Um, I, I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know if it's because uh, they're young and uh, they're getting them uh, involved in heavy-duty racing. Um, but, you know, that, that's going to be interesting. And that'll, that'll be on NBC and you'll be able to watch it on IENTV.org. Um, and th- this is coming up on November 6th, uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, then on November 27th, we go um, back from Delmar to Churchill Downs, and we have the Kentucky Derby at a mile on the 16th. It's $200,000 added, and it's November 27th. And what I like about this race is it gives the trainers a chance to run, uh, you know, on the surface at Churchill Downs. Um, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, they, they can get used to the surroundings, and uh, uh, it, it's a good thing. That, that's one of the races that I really do like like to see uh, the horses run on. Uh, then we go to the Remsen Stakes at Aqueduct. It's a $250,000 mile and an eight on the dirt at Aqueduct on December 4th. And we're starting to get in now to the races um, that get you to the Kentucky Derby. They're all a mile and a 16th. A mile on the 16th. Um, and what I like about that is, is that lets you know whether your horse can get a route of ground. Um, if he, if he runs, runs good and a mile on the 16th and he's closing, uh, you know, you might have something. Um, but if he runs and just wins the race, um, you know, barely, uh, you know, you, you're looking at, um, you know, a mile and a quarter and maybe he might not make, you know, make it there. Uh, then we go to um, uh, the Springboard Mile at Remington Park. It's a mile on the dirt. It's 400000 Now, a lot of horses that come out of this race, you'll see run in, at Churchill on the undercard. And they're usually a good bet because at Remington Park, they train hard. Uh, the trainers are good to come out of there. And, and you'll just see what you have, uh, you know, after after the uh, Springboard Mile. Um if he finishes real good, then you're looking at a potential derby winner. Then we go to Los Alamitos for a mile on the 16th uh, for $500,000 on December 18th, 2021. Um, that's a, a good a good race there. Um, not a lot of horses ship from out west, uh, from Los Alamitos to Churchill. Um, I don't know what it is uh, that, that happens with them, but they just don't do it. Um, then we go to um, uh, the Gun Runner Stakes, uh, 200000 added at the fairgrounds December tw- uh, 26th. 
Um, then January 1st is when we really get down to um, uh, hardcore training and, and pointing horses for the Derby. Um, every day uh, after January 1st is a very, uh, every day is important. Um, where you train out, the weather, um, whether you have to ship into Kentucky from wherever you're at, um, a lot of these things uh, start to come into play. Um, you know, every day is something different. Uh, you know, you got to train them and train them good. Um, that's the Jerome Stakes at Aqueduct. It's 150,000 added going a mile. Um, then we have the Smarty Jones, 250,000 added January 1st at uh, Oakland Park going a mile. We have the Sham Stakes at Santa Anita on January 6th going a mile for $100,000. We have the Lacombe Mat. A mile on the 16th is 200000 at the um, fairgrounds on January 22nd. And then we have the Southwest uh, for 750000 going a mile on the 16th at Oakland Park on January 29th. Then we start really getting into the, into the uh, difficult training. Um, and what I mean by that is there's a, there's a lot of uh, horses that are trying to... Um, polish them off, trying to get them ready to run and getting them into, uh, you know, a rigid routine. Um, there's very little play coming up uh, here from the Holy Bull, uh, which is on February 5th, uh, down to the Kentucky Derby. And what I mean by that is is you've got to be very uh, um, precise and you got to have your horse right and ready to run some of the uh, races that are going to, Tell you what kind of horse you have. Um, you got to worry about full fields uh, in these races. Uh, yeah, you get a full field, and you have to fight and uh, dig uh, for every uh, length that you get to the win. Um, it, it takes a toll on a horse. And uh, you're looking at February, but uh, you know you got March, April uh, uh, to get ready for the Derby. And if you take too much out of them in January, then you're not going to fare very well, you know, through the races that, that are coming up to uh, February, March, and April. Uh, and uh, So that's why I always look at the um, Holy Bull uh, Stakes in Florida. Um, it, it's usually a good prep race for uh, the uh, Florida Derby, and um, I, I really like it. Um, then we have uh, and the Holy Bulls at a mile. Uh, they back them down from a mile on the 16th. But it's a good tighten up for the Florida Derby. Then we have the Robert B. Lewis Mile, um, 150,000 at Santa Anita, February 5th. Um, a lot of good uh, horses, uh, um, you know, train for that. And, and a lot of good horses come out of that race. Uh, it's really a good one. Um, then we also have the Sam Davis Stakes, mile on the 16th, 250,000 at Tampa Bay Down on February 5th. And what I like about that uh, race right there in itself is the fact that um, that track is a, is a good sandy deep track. Um, it really gets your horse fit and ready, you know, for it. And a lot of the horses out of there, uh, you know, they, they, they come out and they end up running in, in the Florida Derby, um, you know, that type of thing. But um, that's Sam Davis at uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, in there. Then uh, we go up to Aqueduct where we have the Wither States, which is a mile in the 16th at 200,000 at Aqueduct on February 12th. Now that's a good prep race. 
Um, that race is a good prep race. Usually they have a light field, and um, it, it's a very good prep race. A lot of trainers, uh, you know, train for that to help start, uh, you know, polishing these horses off and getting them real, really fit for, you know, the derby. Um, then we have the El Camino Royal Derby, a mile and an eight at $100,000 at uh, Golden Gate uh, Park in California, February 19th. Um, then uh, this horse, this race uh, is a, it's a nice race. Um, usually you don't see a lot of tough horses in it, but one or two of them literally will come out uh, of this race for the Derby. It's on March fourth, twenty twenty-two. It's the John Battaglia uh, Memorial Stakes, a mile and a sixteenth at a hundred thousand. And uh, uh, you know the money's good. But uh, it's a lightly raced, um, you know, uh, comes, usually comes up pretty light. And not a lot of contenders come out of that. And then um, we finally get the first leg of the series um, getting to the Derby. And these are very important races. These are the money makers. All the races that we just talked about lead you up to uh, the first leg of the Champion Series uh, events. For the uh, for the Kentucky Derby in 2022, and um, this is very important because you have to have your horses right. Um, there's quality horses in these races, and sometimes they're pretty big field, and so you got to really be prepared for the championship series event. And um, it starts out with the Risen Star in um, the mile and an eight at four hundred thousand dollars at the fairgrounds on February 19th. Um, that's a tough race. Uh, it, it's kind of like a prep race for the Louisiana Derby. Uh, so we're kind of like taking this in stages now. We've gone through all the preliminary races that lead up to the championship series events um, for the Derby. And so those kind of races kind of get your horses ready for these big races that are coming up. And um, the races that we're getting ready to talk about now usually have very uh, high-quality fields. Uh, you have a lot of derby contenders in it. Um, you know, these, these are tough races, so you got to be on your A game uh, when you get into this first leg series. Uh, we're looking at the Risen Star, 400000 at the fairgrounds on February 19th, 2022. And uh, it's um, a grade two. Uh, it's a great race to run in. It uh, really helps uh, season your horse. Um, going into the Derby. Then we have a mile and a 16th, uh, uh, the Rebel Stake at Oakland Park. It's a million dollars. Um, it's a grade two, and it's February 26, uh, 2022. Uh, that is a good race. It preps them for the Arkansas Derby coming up, and um, you make a lot of money, and that um, gets you in the Derby. And so we're talking about big-time racing now. Um, that we have. Then we have the uh, Fountain of Youth, which is a great, great uh, prep race for the Florida Derby. I, I really like this race. Um, it's a mile and the 16th, 400,000, grade two, at Gulfstream Park on March 12, 2022. So now you see that we're getting in out of February and we're getting into March, and then you're looking at eight weeks to the Derby. So you really got to plan your races. And usually the horses that come out of this first leg series uh, of, of the races, uh, they usually run one more race before they go to the Kentucky Derby. 
And uh, so that's the rebel, uh, that's the song they used for it, a thousand miles on the 16th, Gulfstream Park, March 2022. Then the race, I just love this race. Um, I think a lot of good horses come out of it. It seasons them for down the road um, for the Preakness and the Belmont. Um, sometimes uh, you get a good derby runner out of there and a derby winner, but that's the Tampa Bay Derby Mile on the 16th, 350,000 in Tampa Bay, March 5th, 2022. Then we go to the Gotham Stakes back up the Aqueduct, and a lot of horses that run in the Withers Stakes on February 12th will run uh, at the Gotham because that's four weeks away. And most of your uh, thoroughbreds run four to five weeks between races. And um, they don't run a lot of races in a row, uh, you know, because of the, uh, the structure of the of the stake series in the United States. But that's the Gotham stakes at a mile, 300,000 at Aqueduct, March 12th. Um, then we have the San Felipe. It's a mile and 16, 400,000 at uh, Santa Anita, March 12th. So you can kind of see uh, where the trainers are going through today, you know, to plan out their schedule for the road to the Kentucky Derby. It's very difficult. A lot of things can happen. You can get a sore uh, sore foot. You can uh, get a, a um, you know, a bad uh, shoeing job. Uh, you know, all kinds of things can happen. Uh, you know, when you, when you take all these races into, uh, to, um, you know, look at, um, you got to think about the training, uh, uh of the horses, uh, horses that are going to ship from Kentucky to, um, uh, New York, the horses that ship from Florida, Louisiana, Arkansas, California to New York, uh, you know, for these races. So there's a lot involved in, into it, um, you know, with it. Um, then we look at the Sunland Derby. Uh, a mile and an eighth, 800,000, Sunland Park on March 27th, 2022. Now, a lot of horses normally don't come out of uh, Sunland, uh, Sunland Derby to Churchill. Um, very few have uh, are not willing to make the, uh, you know, uh, the trip uh, out east. Um, so you don't see too many from there. But it's a good race, and it's a good chance to... Uh, See what you got. Uh, you'll see a lot of Bob Baffert horses in that race. Uh, you know, he'll be testing all of his horses, uh, you know, uh, to see how good they are. And now we get into the second leg. And let me tell you something. This second leg is is uh, is a killer. Um, you, you've got to be on your A game. Uh, you're, you're looking at, uh, uh, you know, being five, six weeks out from the Kentucky Derby. Um, and it's tough. Uh, this is literally your last chance to get into the Derby. It's your last chance to uh, solidify uh, your training program to make sure that you've done the right thing to get there. And uh, that's how they get there, going through all these different races. This is the second leg and the most important leg of the Kentucky Derby. Um, we look at the Louisiana Derby. It's a mile and three sixteen. Um, it's a grade two. It's the fairgrounds, March 26, uh, 2022, and the purse is a million dollars. It's a million dollars. So you know when you go there, you got to have your A game on because uh, there's a lot of people that, that, are, that are running and hoping to get to the Derby, but sometimes they're satisfied with winning that million dollars at the Louisiana Derby, and they uh, point towards the Preakness. Uh, a lot of horses will come out of that and go to the Preakness. Uh, that's the second uh, 
uh, our, yeah, second week in uh, in uh, May. Then we have the UA, UAE Derby uh, from Dubai or from Maiden, and uh, it's a thousand nine hundred meters. Uh, it's a mile and three three sixteenths um, uh, for American horses. It's a two million dollar purse. It's a Grade Two, March twenty second, twenty sixth, twenty twenty two, in Maiden uh, Race Course. Then we have the Florida Derby, uh, which I, I just think this is the best preparation to get your horse to the Kentucky Derby. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's because I'm from Florida, and I love, uh, you know, our Florida breeding program and our Florida racing program. But um, before I moved to Florida, uh, I came here many times to race horses in the Florida Derby for the people that I work for. Um, that's a mile and an eighth. It's a million one hundred thousand dollars. It's a grade one. They Gulfstream on April second, and that puts you four weeks out from the Kentucky Derby. And so that's why I like this race. It's a good tighten, a good race to tighten up. Um, there's a lot of quality in that race, and you'll see a lot of those horses come out of the Florida Derby going on into the Kentucky Derby. Then we have uh, the Arkansas Derby, a mile and an eighth. At Oakland Park, a Grade One, April second, twenty twenty-two. It's a million two hundred fifty thousand. So there's going to be a lot of the horses will go to the Florida Derby and go to the Arkansas Derby to get tightened up, and um, you know the money you can't you can't miss. Um, then we have um, the Jeff Ruby Stakes. It's a two hundred two hundred thousand dollar. It's a Grade Three at Turfway Park on April twenty-six. Um, then we have the Bluegrass Stakes in Keeneland. It's a mile and an eighth. It's a grade two. It's a $1 million purse um, for uh, for the Bluegrass Stakes. And it's April 9th, 2022. And a lot of horses don't come out of the Bluegrass that fare well in the Kentucky Derby. Um, I don't know if it's too close to the Derby, um, you know, by being on April 9th or just what it is. But it just seems uh, that they don't fare very well coming out of Keeneland. I hate to say that because Keeneland's the best, one of the best racetracks in the country. Um, they they do very well, um, but it just kind of uh, uh, you know makes me wonder you know why a lot of horses aren't coming out of it. Maybe it's because it's uh, you know uh, three weeks from the Kentucky Derby on April ninth. Um, then we have the Santa Anita Derby. It's Santa Anita. It's a mile and an eighth. Um, it's a grade one. It's a million-dollar race, April 9th uh, uh, this year, or 2022. And uh, we'll just see how they fare coming out of that. And then the last race, a lot of horses uh, like to go and run in the Wood Memorial because it's a, it's a great horse. It's an aqueduct race course. And it says a lot for your horses, you know, where you go and where you've been and, and what you win. Um, that, that's a lot of it. Uh, that's a million dollar mile and an eighth at Aqueduct on April 9th. And um, yeah, the whole point of what we're talking about here, you know, is, is very interesting. Um, you know, because it's how you go, where you go, how you get there. That's one of the things that we do. Um, then we have uh, quite a few races in Japan. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that uh, very well, actually, very few have ever come from. Uh, there are Tokyo Race Course, Kawasaki Race Course, Tokyo Race Course, and Nakayama uh, Race Course. Um, 
Um, you know, it's just hard to do, uh, you know, the Japan thing and, and come over because of the shipping differences. Um, first of all, you got to earn enough points to get into the Derby. But ship, to ship from Japan uh, to Churchill is a very difficult uh, thing to do. Uh, I've flown a lot of horses in my lifetime within Stone Air Service. Uh, and um, I see the difference in the horses when they come over. Um, usually when they come over, it takes them about 30 to 45 days to acclimate to, uh, you know, the American um, system, the time, the training, the feed, uh, you know, and what have you. It's very difficult. Or they can do what you call shock the horse. Uh, you can put the horse on the plane uh, three or four days out from the, from the race and ship it in. And then that way, it's still on its same schedule, but it's a little it's a little different. Um, and not many uh, people do that with their horses, unless you're in the United States. If you're in the U.S. and go coast to coast, you know you can go in Thursday night before the Saturday race, and all. Uh, so that's um, uh, what's going to be interesting about about that. Um, then we get over to we're looking at Europe and. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see the European road. Uh, very few horses come over from Europe uh, because it's dirt and not grass. And same, uh, you know, uh, with the Japanese, they prefer the, uh, the dirt. Um, we have um, uh, we have the Royal Lodge Stakes in Newmarket, the uh, Bestford Stakes in uh, the Curra, uh, the Pre Jean Loop uh, uh, in uh, Longchamp uh, on October third. Um, we had the uh, Venom uh, Veteran uh, Futurity Trophy in Newcastle to Mile, October 23rd. The Road to the Kentucky Derby Condition Stakes. Um, you went in and you're in at Kempton Park at the Mile, March 9th. Uh, you look at the Patton Stakes at the Mile at uh, uh, Dundalk, uh, March 11th, 2022. And the Cardinal Stakes at uh, Chelmsford City on April 7th. So a lot of those horses won't come out of there, but it's good purse money, uh, you know, for them. Uh, right now they got three that have qualified, uh, Royal Patronage, Luxembourg, and Angel Blue. Um, they've all uh, qualified, uh, you know, to come to the Derby. And so we'll, we'll just see what happens, with you know, with that when they come over. So, you know, it's going to be an exciting uh, winter-spring type thing here with all the uh, derbies coming up, uh, all the races coming up. Uh, you know, that it's uh, uh, going to be interesting to see how the uh, trainers uh, play out. If you join us every Thursday, we'll tell you what the players are doing and, you know, where they're going and how their horses are doing. But right now, the way it looks, uh, Chad, uh, um, uh, Todd Pletcher has got uh, four horses that are, uh, you know, on the road to the Kentucky Derby, and um, they're qualified and, and they'll be qualified here in the next, uh, you know, three or four weeks. And that's why we chose Todd um, to follow him on this, how they get their documentary. Um, he's a good trainer, got a lot of horses, and he wins a lot of races. And Todd doesn't run a horse in a race if he don't think he's going to win it. Uh, it it's just uh, really amazing that him and his staff and his owners and how they, how they do, and they're consistent every year. Uh, Todd strictly um, doesn't get very far off of, of his mark. And um, it's really interesting to watch him and see how he does. 
and everything. And so now that we've gone over uh, how they get there and, and the Kentucky Derby, uh, you know, go to our website at intv.org and you look at how they get there. Uh, you'll see the owners, the trainers, the blacksmiths, the feed company, the horse transportation, uh, how they fly. Uh, you'll see everything, How you know, uh, what it takes to get to the um, Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's really interesting to uh, to watch, and um, the full-length show will be about an hour, and it'll be on national television uh, sometime in uh, April, towards the end of April. Uh, we've got a good camera crew. Uh, we've got a lot of people working on the project, and we're excited about it. And then uh, one of the things that a lot of people have asked me before, what happens to the thoroughbreds after they uh, retire from racing? Um, a lot of them go into the show horse business. And um, what we're talking about now is the thoroughbred incentive program uh, by the Jockey Club. Um, it's a 20-21 TIP uh, which is Thoroughbred Incentive Program Championships winners announced. Um, it's from the Jockey Club. It was re- released on the 13th of uh, October, 2021. Um, the Jockey Club Thoroughbred Incentive Program TIP Championships conclude Sunday, October 10th, with particip- participation from 196 thoroughbreds and 175 riders. The show uh, the show was held at uh, Stableview in Aiken, South Carolina, from October 10th, at to the October 10th. Um, it's a great program for these kids to, and, and riders to get in. Um, cash prizes uh, were uh, $2 million or uh, $2 million per division were awarded to uh, to the 26 divisions offered, which include hunter jumpers, uh, hunters, jumpers, dressage, Combined test, Western Dressage, English Pleasure, Pleasure, and Western Pleasure. Uh, the winners reserve and reserve championships for the TIP uh, program, uh, where high point awards can be uh, found at um, uh, tjctip.com. Um, that's the Jockey Club address. Uh, the pay, uh, past weekend was true celebration of the thoroughbred and its potential to thrive in careers beyond the racetrack, said Christian Warner, senior counsel for the Jockey Club, administrator of TIP. This show would not have been possible without the equestrian community support of TIP and the effort of the team um, at Stableview uh, who helped make the event a success. Uh, TIP has also announced that it has attracted more than 40 horses from 16 states for its inaugural barrel racing championship, which will be held on Wednesday, October 13th and, thir- uh, and 14th as a part of the Retired Racehorse Project. Thoroughbred Makeover is a national uh, uh, synopsis. Uh, the event is uh, being held in Kentucky at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky. Getting towards the end of the show here, and I'm struggling, guys. Bear with me. Um, it says it will offer thousands of uh, thousands in prize money and additional prizes for the top horses. The Tip Barrel Racing Championship also um, championships are sponsored by the Western Thoroughbred Grassroots Organization that recognizes contribution of the thoroughbred to the Western horse industry 
and celebrates the achievements of the thoroughbreds in Western sports. Uh, to, quali- uh, to qualify for the championships, a tenth eligible thoroughbred must participate uh, in a show offering tenth high point awards, uh, classes, or divisions in the um, applicable discipline beginning August 1st of the prior year through July 31st of the championship year or participants in the TIP program performance awards in the applicable discipline uh, horses shown at a horse trial or combined test can also qualify for the championship uh, jumping phase. To be eligible for TIP shows, thoroughbreds is is defined as any horse that has been registered with a jockey club or a foreign thoroughbred stud book recognized by the jockey club. Created and announced in October 2011, TIP uh, recognizes and rewards the versatility of the thoroughbred um, sponsorships of thoroughbred classes and high points awards in, at sanctioned horse shows, performance awards and non-competition uh, awards, in addition to the complete schedule of PIP sponsored shows, other than information about the program is available uh, on the TIP website, tjctip.com. Uh, interested, uh, those interested in TIP can follow the program on Facebook at uh, facebook.com uh, backslash tjctip. Uh, so it's a great program uh, for the, um, you know, for the riders. It gives them a new uh, um, event to ride in. And what I like about it, and uh, just saying it here at this uh, stage and point um, that, that we're looking at, um, is the fact that uh, there's a lot of show horses that um, you can go to uh, um, look at that's just uh, phenomenal. Um, you, you, when you when you think about it, there's... Uh, thousands of thoroughbreds every year that retire. And to get them in the TIP program is good because it leads, it leads them into a uh, um, good life, uh, a different life, uh, something that you can actually see the horses get excited about um, in the TIP program. And, and the thing that I like about it most is the fact that when, uh, and now this is not going to last for long, uh, we're looking at another couple of, two or three years, maybe four uh, at the most, uh, we're looking at horses that retire from the racetrack. Um, they come in, it takes about a year to get them schooled, get them ready for, um, you know, uh, showing and get them acclimated to it. And, and you know, you're looking at, at, at a time-consuming uh, situation, uh, you know, for them. But the greatest part about it is is when they get through with their training, and they start to show, you're looking at a minimal, uh, very few horses showing in a class. Uh, In in the show horse business, you can have 70 to 80 horses in a class. Uh, There's a lot of things that that can happen, uh, you know, in those classes. It's an all-day thing. But when you show and tip, uh, you go in, and your class might be only uh, seven or eight horses. And your chances of winning are a little bit better. Uh, you know, the horse is getting schooled and acclimated to, you know, a show horse schedule routine. 
And, and that's what I like about it. It gives a lot of young riders, uh, you know, that are getting into the game, the chance to get out and show and win a ribbon. And, um, you know, it's exciting for me to see our, our horses here, um, you know, go out to the shows and everything, and the kids come back, and they're all excited, you know, and really uh, uh, having a good time. And that's what I like about Tim. Um, it's, it's a good thing. There's a lot of money being offered now. And what I like about it is the fact that um, these kids get a good chance and the horses have got a second career. And uh, uh, this has been said for all the horses. Uh, they're going into dressage. They're going into driving. Uh, they're doing a lot of different things uh, that, uh, you know, they're going through and everything. And it's really exciting to see that. Um, if you go to our um, uh, website, www.int.org, they're showing the day in the life uh, of, of a horse. Uh, you know, uh, it's David Donkey, he's a multiple graded stakes winner. Um, it's 5.15 a.m., and they're um, uh, showing what all it takes to get, uh, you know, a horse ready to go train. Uh, it, it's really an interesting little uh, little segment here. Uh, on, on intv.org. It's the first one. It's called uh, um, Day at the Races and everything. So that's live right now, broadcasting. Um, it shows in the grooms. It's showing how they do the water and how they do everything. Uh, they're at the Saratoga Racetrack in New York uh, from this summer. And also uh, go to it and take a look at it. Um, this uh, video will be up on... Uh, um, our website until 11 o'clock tonight uh, before we change it over to, for tomorrow's uh, day at the races. But, um, you know, uh, we got a good good website here. It, uh, we're struggling with it slowly because it's basically just me operating it. And uh, thanks to BBS uh, uh, Radio and TV, they've done me a big favor helping me out and working with me over the year. And so that's, that's uh, a good thing. Um, but uh, we're offering a lot of things on the on the uh, on the website. Um, we'd like to see um, your uh, videos. Uh, we'd like to talk to to you, see who you are, where you're coming from. Um, you know, things like that did um, help make our uh, website a lot better. Uh, you know, it's people uh, that are in the industry that want to get their story out about where they're at and where they're going. And, uh, you know, we'd like to do that. And then we do it live, and then we archive it, you know. And so we hope that, uh, you know, you will call us, uh, you know, go to our website. Uh, it's ienequinetv.com uh, is, our, is our email address. Uh, ientv.org is our radio and soon-to-be uh, TV uh, uh, slot. Hopefully we get that up. Um, and then... Um, we uh, look forward to uh, talking with you, seeing where you're at. Uh, we can even come out to your location uh, if it's here in Florida and video what you're doing. Um, we also can uh, video in Kentucky and uh, in uh, New York uh, right now. We can do that. Uh, we have uh, people that um, work for us that can video and, and tape for us. But, um, you know, go to BBS Radio. Uh, dot uh, dash tv and just see what all they have there uh you know who knows you might be able to start up your own uh, little uh podcast uh you know with them 
But um, here at IENTV.org, we have no complaints uh, with, uh, with the radio and TV programming. Uh, we have no complaints about content other than the fact that I would really like to hear from our listeners, um, all three of them uh, that we have, and, and just see what they have to offer, you know, to the equine world. Um, it's, a, it's a big thing. Um, you know, we'll help you any way we can uh, from a video and radio uh, standpoint to get your company noticed and, and recognized by, you know, um, everybody uh, out there. So uh, getting down close, I've got two minutes left here. And, you know, the only thing I keep saying, but you ought to see the good-looking girls on, BB, on uh, uh, org at uh, Day at the Race. Oh, man, I tell you what, it, it's really exciting. That's more exciting than winning a trifecta at the track, seeing all these uh, new announcers. But um, you can go and see David Donk's uh, stable at Saratoga. Um, it's a beautiful facility. Um, you know, it's a great place to race. Uh, it's good for the horses. Uh, they really thrive and do very well at Saratoga. And just about every big trainer I know uh, in this country has got a stable at Saratoga uh, from July to September. And everything, and that's what I'm excited about now, is all of our clients are coming back down from up north, from the standard bread industry, <clears throat> from the show horse industry, um, from the um, thoroughbred industry. Uh, we got Todd Pletcher coming back with his horses, and then we've got a good European contention this year at Sunshine Metal. And um, so, uh, I ask you, uh, don't forget, go to the Day at the Races on INTV.org. And see what all we have on on tap there uh, for today. And um, this is Scott Miller thanking any and everybody that uh, listened to us out there today, uh, thanking them for listening and asking them to uh, call or get a hold of us and everything. So we'll see you next Thursday on uh, IENTV.org, uh, the International Equine Network, uh, uh, next Thursday. Uh, Tune in. Have a great day.